Let's bring him in now. It's Arash Madani from Sportsnet. Uh, Arash, uh, thanks for taking the time. Uh, do you do you know? Do you remember the details of the story that Alex is telling about the monsoon in Miami? Well, there's things in your life you'll never forget. Uh, being ankle deep in sludge and mud and water, in search for an Uber with ten thousand people evacuating a building at the same time in a Alex is being very gracious when he says it was leaking. I would say it was downright waterfall gushing. <laughs> um, it was unbelievable, yeah. It was basically, that was the moment we all should have known that a pandemic was coming because it felt like the end of the world that night. Um, yeah, Alex sent me a text the day before. He's like, Lizzo wants to hang out with you. Why don't you come have drinks? And <laughs> uh, but it didn't quite end up that way. Well, and it was one of those nights where I'm like, like I'm guessing some of the clothes that you guys were wearing just had to be absolutely burned because it was like, you know, Dude, I literally are, the next like, if you day, go through, if you go through, yeah. Like, the I next day, the Saturday, so, like, I had to go buy new kicks. My my shoes yeah. were done. My shoes were were finished, so I had to go buy new kicks the next day. So I guess I still have that receipt to send you, Alex. Yeah, you can send that one to me, Rash. Before we get into the game on Sunday, uh, you've had the you know the opportunity to cover a number of these big games. Um, I'm just wondering if you can. You've also covered great cups. You covered a lot of events. What what makes the Super Bowl unique? Well, I mean, it's a couple of things. One, it's not. It, it really feels like th- during the week the game is. We forget there's a football game being played because all there is is talk. You know, Grey Cup's kind of the same. Um, It's just talk, 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 and then Sunday rolls around. You're like, man, can we please put a football in this tee and get this thing going? Um, The other with the Super Bowl, uh, less so with the Grey Cup, uh, thankfully, is that Super Bowl, when you cover it, you have to get there like four hours before because security is just so crazy and the logistics of getting through – takes on a life of its own so that's that's a thing too um but like any big event you know great cup i think back to the too many men call when saskatchewan had too many men on the field the super bowl the malcolm butler play they sometimes just offer these moments where i can say too many men to any cfl fan and they know exactly what i'm talking about I can just say Malcolm Butler in Vancouver, and everybody knows what I'm talking about. Those are the kinds of things that that a championship game offers that you can kind of sum it up in in just a couple of words, and everybody knows exactly what you're saying. Really quickly, I was saying to Izzy, I was curious for your perspective on what you thought was a more dramatic Super Bowl, whether it was the Malcolm Butler play in Glendale or the Pats come back against the Falcons in Houston? Yeah, I just think it's the Malcolm Butler play because it's one play. It's, it's just one moment. It's, it's, it's the defining play of to end one era that kind of ended the Legion of Boom era in Seattle. And it kept the Tom Brady dynasty alive because if Brady... If the Patriots had lost that game, there were actual real questions about about them. They hadn't won one in a while until then. And then they end up winning again against Atlanta and again against the Rams. Like they were Brady won three in his first four years and then didn't win another one. So if they hand the ball off to Marshawn. Two prior to that he had lost, right, against the Giants? Right. Right. 
so, you know, suddenly he goes, he's three and three, he's lost three in a row. You start to wonder, can they get it done with Brady or not? And it all changes. Um, so that by not handing that ball off to Marshawn Lynch with a timeout remaining, it really did change the fortunes of two franchises. Sportsnet's Arash Madani joining us on air. Uh, when you look at the two teams that are there this season, Arash, uh, obviously Kansas City, Patrick Mahomes, uh, he's got the MVP already. They're going for their, their second straight Super Bowl. And then we've got Tom Brady in the Super Bowl again, but he's doing so in a different uniform, uh, a pretty ready-made situation for him when he decided to sign there after leaving New England with all the weapons that they have offensively and, and some of the creativity that he was maybe going to have uh, to play with uh, I think Kansas City season went pretty much as we all expected they were pretty much dominant from from the jump Tampa Bay and Brady had a bit more of a roller coaster but but here they are again what what were your impressions of, of the two seasons for the two Super Bowl finalists yeah um, the Tampa one was always to me going to be fascinating because of where Tom Brady wasn't what was going to happen in the aftermath of the divorce with Belichick? How life would be with Tom Brady away from Foxborough, out of out of that whole aura of that place? And then, under the guise of, okay, well, there's also a pandemic, which means there's no OTAs, there's no mini camps, it's a modified training camp, there's no preseason games. How is he going to completely assimilate himself into a new offense with new terminology and new players and all of those things away from Josh McDaniels and Charlie Weiss, which is effectively what he had been around for 20 years. So I think in a lot of ways, guys, it's kind of predictable that they started seven and five. It's predictable that they had the hiccups that they did. You know, they were seven and three. They lose two in a row. They lost to the Rams on a Monday night. Then, and Casey beat them. But going into that, but after the KC loss, they go into the bye week and they haven't lost since. And while Brady gets a lot of the credit for that, that Tampa Bay defense is the main reason why the Bucks are in the Super Bowl. And I know so much of our, our conversation is going to be about Brady and Mahomes because that's that's the way football conversation goes. But this week I rewatched. Uh, the KC-Tampa game from the regular season. I thought back to how Tampa won the NFC Championship game. If Tampa is to win tomorrow, they're going to do it with their defense, not anything else. That was my next question for you, Arash. I'm glad you went there because, as you touched on, I think for most of the audience, the sexy matchup is is Brady-Mahomes. But... There are two really good pass rushers on that Tampa defense, uh, Jason Pierre-Paul and Shaq Barrett. Uh, they combined for five sacks in the NFC Championship game, and they're also facing a uh, offensive line in Kansas City, which has been decimated for different reasons. You know, everyone in Canada knows about the Laurent Duvernay-Tardif story, but his replacement is, you know, out for the year, and they've lost their two tackles as well. So, to me, you know, talk about how that matchup right there could really set the stage for this Super Bowl. Yeah, you mentioned Shaq Barrett and JPP, so they were instrumental in... Green Bay is a better team than Tampa. As a Vikings fan, it still pains me to say it, but it's true. And yeah. the reason 
Tampa won is because David Bastiari, Green Bay's terrific left tackle, was out. He tore his ACL. And so they just turnstiled Green Bay's two tackles and got pressure to Rodgers. Let's remember, guys, Tom threw three picks. Green Bay turned those into six points. Usually you give Aaron Rodgers that kind of that kind of opening, that kind of opportunity, it is foot on your throat. It didn't happen because of defense. And so suddenly KC, their center has been in COVID protocol all week. Their left tackle's Achilles is blown. Their right tackle was lost early in the season. They moved a backup interior guy off the edge there. So how Todd Bowles is going to mix up his pressures is intriguing. The other player on Tampa's defense, number 45, Devin White, a linebacker, he is the first player in the 2000s to have 140 tackles and nine sacks. That dude didn't even make the Pro Bowl. He is all over the football. Without him, they don't beat New Orleans. Without him, they're not here. So Tampa's front is very impressive. Where they struggle is in their back end which is what makes this matchup so intriguing because it is Patrick Mahomes and because it is Casey's receivers and their prolific offense that 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 defense is going up against. We talked to you after the World Series, uh, which ended uh, with the Dodgers winning and the whole Justin Turner COVID situation. Uh, Pro sports has continued to move on through that. You mentioned that there, are, you know, there are a couple players for Kansas City that are in COVID protocol, and they had, you know, kind of a strange incident with a, a barber uh, that that broke over yeah. the last week. Uh, you know, I think the Justin Turner thing sort of hung over. The World Series to a certain degree. Uh, here we are at the end of a football season that had a number of postponements and obviously a bunch of people kind of in and out of protocols. But it wasn't it wasn't what it seems like is quite as bad as what's going on in the NBA and the NHL right now. We obviously still have the game to play on Sunday. But what what impact will you remember of the pandemic on this NFL season? The thing on the field that was most obvious to us. Um, I was telling a buddy this week, I actually didn't watch KC and Tampa Bay live, even though that was the game of that weekend, because that was the same weekend, guys. You may remember, the Denver Broncos did not have a quarterback. Their entire quarterback room was in COVID protocol, so a wide receiver on the practice roster was activated who who played some quarterback in college, and he was out there with, like, an eight-play playbook running around against New Orleans, and I just had to watch the train wreck factor. <laughs> so that, I guess I think when I think of the COVID season, um, that's that's the kind of flashbulb that, that, that comes to mind. Um, and also just, it's still eerie watching wide shots of stadiums that are empty. And you're just yeah, saying to yourself, man, look at the revenue that is just being lost right there. Arash, wanted to ask you, um, you know, NFL films, when they do those great compilations of sort of games, uh, one of the moments I remember from, uh, I think it was the Falcons-Patriots Super Bowl, was just the belief on the sideline as the Patriots started to come back that the other Patriots felt because they had number 12 behind center. And, you know, we've touched on the Bucks defense. 
And Brady probably, I think we can acknowledge, maybe not, you know, at his peak that he was 10 years ago. But it's still Tom Brady. He still knows how to win. I'm just wondering how you see this game going and how the Brady factor could play into sort of at least keeping it close down to the fourth quarter where he's so comfortable. Yeah, Alex, I know that's a narrative, and I know we've seen that um, so many times over the years. I just think back to that Green Bay game, and Tampa won in spite of Brady. Uh, Tom could not have looked worse in that fourth quarter. Tom could not have looked worse in the second half. You know, and it's funny, I say this, having um, I'm about to go into the office and finish up a, a script for tomorrow, if Tampa wins, that there he was, Tom Brady, on top of the podium again. There he was, Tom Brady, now with more rings than any NFL franchise has. Tom Brady with more rings than Michael Jordan. Um, Tom can still make the throw, but 2017 was four seasons ago, and the difference between 39 and 43 even with the TB12 method and even with eating avocado ice cream and even with not eating strawberries. Flyability. Um, it's still, yeah, it's still a big difference. So I'm intrigued to see how Tom plays as the game goes on. And the other thing, don't you know, you mentioned the, um, the two Super Bowls that Brady lost to the Giants. The defensive coordinator of those New York Giants teams was Steve Spagnuolo, Spags is now the defensive coordinator in Kansas City. Does Spagnolo have Tom's number? And what what does what does Spagnolo have up his sleeve that he's going to throw at Brady that Brady still has not seen on film this year and on film in previous years? That, that's a great point. In saying that, Arash, what, what's your prediction for the game? I have no idea. Um, I would say that if Tampa wins, here's my prediction, Alex. If Tampa wins, one of Shaq Barrett, JPP, or Devin White are named MVP. And so if you're if you're one of those who likes to make investments on professional sporting events, your better value is not taking Tampa money line, uh, even though it pays plus money. Your way better value is taking JPP at like 50 to 1, Shaq Barrett at 45 to 1, or Devin White at 40 to 1 to win Super Bowl MVP. That's where I would, if you think Tampa's going to win this game, that's where I would put my money because I think that's how they win. You touched on your perspective of Brady over the last four years. Do you think Brady has been able to self-acknowledge himself and maybe his own decline this year. Is there any scenario where you see Brady walking away after this year? Zero, unless there's a catastrophic injury. I mean, guys, he's Tom Brady, one. He signed a two-year contract, and they're in the Super Bowl um, without an offseason. So you give him a full off season, another year in this system. Byron, Byron Lepwich, their offensive coordinator, isn't going anywhere. Bruce Arians isn't going anywhere. Uh, Drew Brees is retiring, so there's one big problem in the division gone. Atlanta's hopeless. Carolina's going nowhere. Regardless of what happens tomorrow, 
I think Tampa's got a better shot to win it all next year than they do this, and and that's with them being in the Super Bowl tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, that's. Uh, I mean, it's he's had a fascinating career. There's no doubt about that. Uh, I think we all have maybe our personal opinions about the guy, and uh, there's no denying the quarterback ability and the rings and all that. So. God, uh, Super Bowl Sunday should be fun. And uh, Patrick Mahomes, uh, turns out he's he's probably pretty decent at quarterback too, no? Oh, man. He is. He might be. No, he is the most electrifying, innovative, Super Bowl champion quarterback ever. And he's only 25. Yes. Yeah. It's the best to ever do it against the best today. Um, It's a heck of a matchup, isn't it? Yeah. Phenomenal matchup. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, we hope you enjoyed, Arash. Uh, Thanks for joining us and taking the time to to tee it up. And, uh, yeah, enjoy the game, and um, we'll talk soon, all right? Send me that receipt. Izzy, Izzy, we like him. We like him. We like him. All right, Arash, take care. See you, boys.